With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With all of the savings I get when I drive, I'm having the time of my life. Driving safe all right, insurance, save me so much in my car. Driving safe all right, insurance, I've dreamed of saving for so long, I'm saving big all right. Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance. Weekly by name, almost weekly by nature. We've got another meaty podcast for you to sink your teeth into. This week, it's FIFA 19 beta, so we've brought out a big gun. Comedian and Love Island voiceover legend, Ian Sterling. We'll also be joined by foot tactician as we break down the beta from time finishes to revamped divisions. I'm your host, Ben, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast. Quick standard beta caveat. Obviously, everything could change significantly from players to features. But, you know, it does give us a good indicator of what the game is probably going to be like. Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Foot Weekly Podcast. We are, again, between FIFA 18 and FIFA 19, but in very exciting news, the beta has come out and our very own Foot Weekly uh, co-host, Horace, actually got a beta code, um, the holy grail of kind of the foot world right now. Um, we've got the chance to play it and um, I've also got a special guest with me is um, Ian Sterling of Love Island. And uh, hello Ian, welcome Hi. to the podcast. Thanks for having me man, no, it's no. a pleasure to be here, a big fan of the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's, it was great to kind of hear from you, it's been a long time in the making actually. Yeah, a lot of DMs were slid into. Yeah, there was a lot of sliding going on. <laughs> um, but also you um, were doing Love Island, obviously you were away, so yeah. and, and you get what you away in spain for two months in spain six days a week working so yeah, yeah is... my evenings were spent essentially just messing about on <laughs> on fifa really and so you obviously uh present the well i'd say you narrate the program would that be yeah the current i'm yeah. the voiceover the... is the, the technical if anyone's never heard of love island yeah this podcast so just to, I, I feel like a lot of american listeners and certain like like listeners we have a lot of global listeners, hello global listeners who aren't UK based, um, might not be aware of like the Love Island phenomena. And it's probably probably one of the biggest programs. It's definitely probably the biggest viewing figures after the World Cup, maybe? Well, yeah, I think certainly on a digital channel. Yeah. So off the terrestrial channels. Um Yeah. It's just been bought over it's just been bought by CBS. So wow. Americans will be having it soon. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is very much down to the Exactly. Taste of, a, of the listeners of this podcast it's, <laughs> it's making its way overseas so obviously having Ian on you know Love Island very popular with young people we've got foot tactician who um, is the, the foot grandfather the tactical godfather of the foot world 
but I'm sure many of you already know um, Foot Tactician, aka Steve, aka Chris Sutton. Another reference which maybe global listeners wouldn't know so well. Uh, Chris Sutton has just been bought over by CBS. <laughs> He's also been bought by CBS. Yeah. There'll be room for a Chris Sutton impersonator. <laughs> maybe. Welcome, Steve. Uh, before we get your thoughts, though, I'm keen to find out. Um, as it's your first time on the podcast, Ian, what were your thoughts overall on FIFA 18 this past year? I feel like the big thing over the last few months, which is quite relevant to this beta chat, has been complaints about gameplay specifically. Well, I think the, this gameplay thing's become really bizarre because it's become a catch-all. I don't think when people say the gameplay's bad, I don't think anyone necessarily knows what specifically they're talking about. So yeah, every time something goes a little bit wrong, everyone says the gameplay's bad and this has all been put into one sort of pot and made maybe a slightly bigger deal mm, than okay, it is. Okay. Don't get me wrong, I think there's definitely a lot of stuff like the, I think the passing we were talking about could, could be a lot smoother and a lot the amount of times you the ball goes somewhere you definitely didn't intend yeah, it to yeah. go is infuriating but and obviously it's lag and all that sort of stuff but I, overall I liked FIFA 18 mm-hmm. I think it's they're just trying to work out this whole weekend league thing it was such a smash in FIFA 17 and then people got a bit bored of it and it just completely transformed the way people approach playing FIFA and do you think that negativity around I guess essentially foot champs and the, I would say I would call it like the gameplay offering like mm. what you're offered to play mode wise was actually more of an issue then that's your kind of your stuff yeah I mean the, the problem is like if you want to actually sink your teeth into something really good in FIFA 18 you probably had to go to to the weekend league yeah yeah and then to do that you've got to sweat it out with the same formations and the same players mm. so then it does get a bit tedious yeah tedious well we were even saying we'll talk about it more when we talk about the beta but like just your shot selection was always pretty much the same yeah. the formations you play are always pretty much the same and then so it did just become a case of who got the break of the ball who got the luck and that's maybe why people start then going oh the gameplay's bad because yeah, you yeah. just didn't get the bounce of the ball and I think we should kind of caveat everything we're going to say today with the fact that, you know, you you have like a year of playing the game. Things are quite different. And we are we can only give our like first impressions of the beta, really, because, you know, like metas develop as the year goes on and things get a little bit sweatier in every FIFA. It always happens. So. Well, yeah, we've got well, already we were looking at a few little bits and bobs. We were like, once it works <laughs> yeah. out the mess of this, it's going to they're going to have to patch it at some yeah. point, like the flick touches and stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Steve, I guess also your thoughts as well. What are you looking to see in FIFA 19, gameplay-wise, to kind of improve? Um, I've, I'm pretty dark on it in a lot of ways. I've seen um, evidence. <laughs> I've seen the oh, evidence of, um, of the videos that have been uploaded to YouTube. A good friend of mine, Matt Curran, has got a beta code, so he's been passing on uh, his thoughts and experiences of it all. It looks like there's going to be a lot of changes um, I think that they have perhaps focused more on the gameplay as opposed to graphic improvements. Um, I think that in terms of the, the tactical aspect of things, which obviously I'm very interested in, um, little tweaks like um, I just found out yesterday, for instance, that fullbacks can apparently now be set to underlap as opposed to overlap all the time. Oh, yeah, inverted, inverted fullbacks. Inverted fullbacks which is, obviously uh, has ramifications a, tactic, in terms yeah. of uh, one of the things that I did this year with the Guardiola tactics and attacking half spaces. So um, hopefully it'll make mm-hmm. life much easier um, in terms of creating custom formations and uh, replicating certain styles of play. Um, to, to kind of echo also what Ian said, I think that changes needed to be made in terms of 
certainly in terms of passing. Um, and from what I've been told, those changes have been made in the beta. Uh, the feedback that I've had suggests that um, the kind of no-scope passing is, is pretty much gone. Um, the only criticism that I've heard so far is that long through balls seem to be much easier. Um, but again, you know, obviously early days, so no reason to think that uh, that some of this can't be ironed out. My one concern, actually, if if anything, is the the volume of changes. That there appears to have been quite a lot of changes, and I guess it's what we as consumers have asked for. I just hope that it's uh, it's not overwhelming. I hope that it's stuff that can be uh, that can be picked up and run with pretty quickly. Yeah. So that that sounds like basically your concern list <laughs> um for fifa 19 so i guess we can probably just get into it and, and talk a bit about our experiences yeah. with the beta because some of those things actually in terms of the positives you stressed there i think we would agree with like you were saying you thought passing was, was i better. mean even i just playing like a one one game when you were setting this all up and i had a i was trying to put i can't remember who i was playing with up top but even putting a through ball through and doing the through ball you could almost select what side of the defender you wanted to put the ball round which is which before through balls in FIFA, FIFA particularly FIFA 18 it felt like you just tapped it and wished for the yeah, best yeah. whereas now it feels like you've got a real control over it and we had obviously the the trainer on as well which helped you with the like the distance Showed and the weight on it and stuff so and it was actually going where you were expecting it which is which is really nice so I, I can totally see like until they patch a bit, I can see things like lofted through balls coming back being totally OP at, just because they're so much easier to control than they are in FIFA 18. So that's maybe something you might have to look into. But it's just, it feels we're saying it feels satisfying. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you when you put a pass in, it feels like you've achieved something. Whereas before, it's like you just hit a button. Yeah, I think so. And also, I noticed in terms of do you remember last year a lot of people complained because suddenly like a, a normal A pass or X pass if you're on PlayStation became like a through ball weirdly it would like you'd ping pass it around and suddenly it would be like you mm. threw on goal it didn't really feel like that was the case anymore like the defence was much more sensible in its positioning like around the box and stuff you weren't getting that kind of random like slip through ball from a A pass you kind of would have to play the through ball if you wanted it to go through yeah you couldn't do the two strikers cam just holding pass with and running off the back of it and then tapping through it felt like the defenders would cut that out it felt like you had to be a lot yeah. more accurate do you think that that's down to improvements in AI in terms of the players making better runs or do you think that that's a, a rebuild of the passing mechanics I think is what I was kind of about to go on to in terms of I think it might be the defensive AI just um, being a bit more aggressive like when you play a pass through it felt like I don't know City for some reason I was noticing in the games step forward quite a lot more than you yeah. maybe expect in last year so if you're playing like a standard pass around him he's more likely to just kind of step up and Absolutely. insert that whereas if you played a through ball you know that would be a bit different but yeah I think I don't, it's always hard to say with these things because it's early doors um, the players we are playing I guess are, are also adjusting to the game so it's hard, it's hard to tell but it did feel like considering people are theoretically just starting out if almost um the defence felt fairly solid from most players that were playing despite that so that well we barely had a shot on goal when we played each other I think you won won 1-0 with a free kick yeah yeah so like that's pretty tight and actually we were going to say about free kicks Horace was saying he's had a few free kicks scored against him and I scored one against Ian just earlier and I think free kicks certainly because there was a bit of a well actually a lot of complaints across the year about free kicks being just impossible last year which it wasn't necessarily true you could score free kicks but it was pretty hard but I think they might have made them slightly easier that being said I don't think goalkeepers are finished if you like like having played didn't what wasn't so much finished when we played but playing early this weekend 
it does feel like some of the animations need sorting out for the keepers. So mm. we may see more of those shots saved. The, the I'm told shots, that also but something something that's supposedly OP is crossing and heading. Basically, if you can get the ball into space, into a striker in the box, um, you're pretty much good to go. Have you found that? Yeah, and that, that might be another like goalkeeper yeah. animation issue or like a bit of defensive AI. Because again, we're at the early stage of... Um, of kind of that stuff. Um, one thing that will help, though, in terms of defending crosses is, and you, you were kind of getting quite good at using it, I suppose, was the second man indicator or yeah, the, the player switch indicator. I love that. So yeah, yeah. now, as well as the indicator above the player that you're using, there's a sort of more dark colouring I guess it's like arrow. almost faded out, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's faded out indicator, so you know when you switch player who you're going to switch to, which yeah. is right. really good for um, defending. And it also... Because again, you just not got that thing when someone's coming through on you, and you just click, and it just goes to the left back, and mm. you're knackered. So that that was really useful. And I think a couple of times I kept on your left hand side, knowing that my centre back was inside of you. So if you'd cut in on me, I yeah. just immediately switched to that centre back, and I knew it was going to go to them, and I knew they would go to exactly. Cut it off. And and the other thing about that was that player is also the player you're doing the second man press with, so you know who you're using to press. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes like you'd be playing and I might pull a little bit of a, a second man press on but then a, a different player goes to the ball don't know what I was expecting which obviously can really mess up your defensive shape so I think that is actually a kind of underrated I haven't heard many people talk about that but yeah. I, I think that's an underrated um, How, kind of benefit I wonder that. if it was part of the um, the in the tutorial instructor thing I hope it isn't no no it's not it. I don't think I think because I've heard some I've heard it being announced when they but nobody seems to have mentioned it since then. So I think it is a feature. Um, and I imagine like, you know, from your perspective in terms of someone who looks at gameplay, Steve, and um, tells people often what they're doing wrong, like what they should be doing, actually being able to see who's being controlled by their press and, and who they could have yep. switched to will, will be a, a good That'd a be good a massive feature. help, yeah. Um, pressing is something that I'm very interested to find, find out more about. Um, because again, it's one of the things that yeah. I've been told is, is much more OP this year. Um, particularly in terms of counter-pressing, in terms of winning the ball back high up the pitch. Apparently, the pressure that can be applied is, is much more um, much more aggressive than, than in previous years. Again, you know, as I say, I'm kind of dark on this. I haven't had a beta code, unfortunately, so I've not been able to test it. But um, I, I, have you guys found that? Have you found that it's sometimes it's harder to so, play out from the back? Yeah, we were saying that we thought pressure was generally like better. But also, there's this new tactic called press on heavy touch, which... I think it's going to be like people's go-to because you do know, like in real football that happens a lot yeah. as well, doesn't it? And especially if you, I think okay. having defensive players with like decent on the ball stats, like centre backs who can pass was, was key last year. It, but I think it's going to be even more key because if your centre back makes that bad touch, you're suddenly going to have all these players coming in on you. Especially with this no, especially with the whole trying to eliminate the whole no scope pass. And now you've yeah. got press on heavy touch. It's, I think it'll, well, never eliminate it, but it'll certainly mm-hmm. lessen it greatly. And the amount of times you can just... The, I mean, FIFA 18, the extent, FIFA 17, you, a corner came in and you just... Well, I'm a PlayStation player, so just smashed X until you got it to your halfway mm. line, whereas I don't think you'll get away with passing it out blindly anymore. Yeah, I know what you mean. And also... Does it... Does, sorry. Sorry, does it seem to affect stamina greatly if you, if you use pressing to any great extent? I think it did, but because we're playing... So with the BT at some point they throw a load of FIFA points at you and you get to open loads of packs and get a really good team but at the moment it's basically just um, playing with like kind of classic yeah. like starter road to glory teams in the early stages so it's kind of hard to tell okay. what's like 
the the, the pressing of like wearing people's stamina, or it's just the players yeah. not, not having great. Stamina. Yeah, is, is is it using up a lot of stamina? Or is Wagner Love just it's not just, that yeah, card? Just just forty one <laughs> years old. Yeah, great guy. I loved Wagner Love last. He's time. actually really good. We were saying. Um, yeah. He feels really nice on the ball. He's got four... Well, on, this is all beta stuff, so it changes. But he's got four-star weak foot, five... No, five-star weak foot, four-star skills. Um, the reason why I accidentally said that is because Mbappe has four-star weak foot and five-star skills. Mbappe's got on five-star skills. So that is huge. Um, he uh, He's going to be unbelievably expensive. Well, for I'm, I'm looking forward to playing against him and every team on weekend. Like, he's going to, yeah. For the next, I for think, the next two months until some someone else comes through and informs. Yeah, he's going to be so good. Some, something else I was told by uh, by Matt was that um, skill moves are much more fluid this year. Perhaps things like body faint turns yeah, and what have you, which weren't so, so effective last year are, are more of a factor. There's a few changes to the dribbling generally. I, love, I, I think the whole I, thing feels... Do you know the biggest thing for me is a more casual player although I, I, you know, I do alright in weekend league and stuff but the whole thing feels satisfying yeah there is a lot like more the skill kind of feel, yeah, yeah what's that one the one you were showing me the new one that's oh yeah so you lovely. do like LB or what's that on the Playstation is LB L1 on L1 yeah so you, you press so you feel that your skill is being more rewarded you feel uh, like yeah, you're yeah, yeah. control but that skill outcome. like you hold LB L1 you dummy it but you do it generally in like almost the direction you're facing and it does this kind of like stop and go kind of animation yeah like those stop and go ah, scoop right. it's really nice and then like the fake shots and stuff feel really smooth and you know yeah. even like slice ups and then you put the passing on f- in front of that it's just that sort of it's almost like that satisfaction when like you land like a mm. headshot on a, on a sniper and like a sort of a, sh- a shooting game it just feels much more satisfying whereas before it felt like you were just sort of like smashing buttons to get up the park yeah so, yeah it's really nice it felt a little bit more precise i think one of the things as well every year people say oh you know the, there's going to be like more of a like they'll move away from pace this year and like strong players are going to be more important but this whole 50 50 challenge thing you do notice that as well in the gameplay mm-hmm. players just kind of like will stand their ground and like put their body in front of a player in the ball um kind of go in a like it's hard to explain but it does look like they're going in for a 50-50, whereas before it just looked like they were going to tackle yeah. as, as you would normally. So that feels different. And I think having used some variety of players and seen them in 50-50 situations, I think like that aggression and strength and size of a player will be important in those yeah. kind of situations. And obviously 50-50s are called 50-50s for a reason. Like It should be a 50-50 chance. But if you're managing to swing that chance towards you by having more physical players you're going to be at an advantage yeah. because you're going to win more of the 50-50s which is key so I think that is another kind of less talked about aspect that 50-50 battle kind of thing um, I'm really looking forward to kind of like you know seeing how things actually develop on that front because you never really know like just having small nippy players may be better but at the moment there is at least some value in having this yeah I don't think Tony Cruz is going <laughs> to suddenly be become a usable a card but player, I think yeah. it's definitely going that way which is which is good yeah and and it's oh, again it's hard to tell we used very good players when we played kickoff because we were using international teams um, and it is you can feel that difference in some mm. of the players like the way like you know Pogba moves on the ball things like that um, but I'd say that's probably the same last year but I found Pogba's ability to kind of like hold people off while he was dribbling felt a bit more noticeable yeah I think there's a few things to look at there in terms of your player selection that being said, we'll find out a lot more. The only thing to say, though, is that sometimes the beta is 
more advanced than the demo that comes out because that has to be highly vetted by Xbox because it's like a public game. Um, so some of the things we say now may be different in the demo, yeah. but it will be that this version is the latest probably. Um, so that's just worth bearing in mind if you see stuff about the demo when it comes out. So that's a bit of a sidetrack, but let, let's get back to um, Steve, your kind of questions about the game. Like, is there anything else that you are keen to find out? Um, I think the the new divisions mode looks interesting. Um, again, I've only seen snippets really, so you guys may have a little bit more information on that than me. But it seems like um, they're trying to find a way to to make divisions play more rewarding. Yeah, and obviously, no more qualification tournaments, uh, no more DKTs. Yeah, well, I, I love um, I love a DKT annoyingly, especially too. when there's a requirement. I I love yeah. that. Hopefully they'll bring that back in in some way. The one thing we, the big thing we noticed was this idea that you can pretty much, well, we don't know for a fact yet, but it seems you can grind your way into the weekend league. Yeah, because it, yeah. the you gain points and it doesn't seem like the points just stop being gained at some point. So theoretically you could play like loads and loads of games, even being not so good to grind out the champion. They're called championship points um, to put in has, the champions. Has squad battles gone? Has that been written off? The squad battles is in the game pretty much as it was before which is quite good um i good think it's the first couple of months yeah and i think so my plan right good for the grind yeah, yeah. is on early access play the because uh, I, I used to play the draft during early access um to get like good packs but everyone who plays early access is like ridiculously good yeah no i can't <laughs> i can if i get to, like a semi-final on early access i'm a happy man yeah the quality of play is just so much better so my thought is play squad battles because hardly anyone plays it most people are playing draft or they're like trying to hustle divisions they're trying to get straight into it but if you just do squad battles you get like a decent rank you get some nice packs at the end of your yeah access time and then once the game comes out you've obviously practiced especially the shooting which we'll come on to and you'll be able to like beat all the people who just come on um at the start of the game in foot draft and get some nice packs so if you're lovely and bappy up front yeah exactly um so yeah i think It'll be interesting to see how Score Battles does. It's the second year, you know. Um, second season syndrome for, for uh, champs has certainly been an issue. Well, it, ha- uh, it so. sort of had first season prob- syndrome, really, didn't it? In terms what of it, squad felt, it felt like Squad Battles died off. Yeah, fairly yeah early it's in. interesting because I think I often dismiss it slightly, and some of our listeners shout out to them, kind of say, "Oh, but I still play a lot." And I'm like, oh. Oh, is it? So, I, so maybe I, yeah. I just only sort of, like, yeah, I just think when your team gets a certain sat stage. Yeah, you kind of just want to benefit take it into it. Well, I just find it so much I more like exciting playing real people, but you know. I was just going to say that um, I think the squad battles generally appeals to the slightly older demographic. Yeah. Um, you can pause the it. The ones who just want a more yeah. chilled out experience as opposed to trying to slit each other's throats in weekend league or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it is there. I think it's there for a certain demographic, personally. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, um, Steve, I, I know you'll probably want to hear from us about the tactical aspect of the game because it, it you know, you do have these game plans, which is quite quite interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things, maybe an example of way of explaining the options. One of the things that Horace and I did was try to implement this um, sort of team pressing, where you press on a heavy touch, are quite attacking. You switched that tactic by hitting the D pad, and then all of a sudden, like, when the play gets start to come down your end of the pitch, you switch into, like, a very defensive formation. And it kind of did work, okay. which is a bit concerning. So you can almost have one tactic for attack, if you like, and then switch it so you have another tactic for a. Uh, that friends. replicates actual football, so... And actually, yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. And it does replicate actual football. But then I was like, well, it's a bit laborious having to hit the D-pad all the time. 
shouldn't they just have sure. two tactical setups but yeah um for attack and defense but yeah, yeah interesting that but one of the things that is notable is they've actually changed a number of the um like uh, custom instructions that you can set on players one good example is that central defensive midfielders now have cover wing as their default and now instead of that you can set them to cover center so that's good so if you have just a lone cdm they're not just kind of going out wide all the time to cover the left back or right back um and you can do that you can set that on centimeters as well so you can set your two centimeters to cover wing and your cdm to cover center which i think feels quite logical and, and it's good they've done that actually again is some i guess you could have fun with with underlapping fullbacks well exactly well, yeah so you could cover them have the full yeah fullback go forward and also yeah, as, sorry oh that's absolutely fine as well as again quite good knowledge again but not as in-depth the, the fact it illustrates things like width and depth in the formation so yeah, it shows yeah, you yeah. it shows you almost not real time is not really the words but it shows you physically on the screen how your changes to width and depth will affect the formation yeah. that you're using which I think is really it's going to make like the tactical kind of options much more accessible um, there's like a what well, I guess what you're saying is like a, there's a little graphic which shows the players moving or like the team dropping back etc um, and yeah I think that's just going to be like a lot more positive overall and, and as we said the big thing is like just preventing people pausing straight away by having these tactics in there I think I think there does need to be more clarity around that because I know from my own experience that in terms of trying to design custom tactics it's all about trial and error mm. and hopefully from what you've said there that means that you can sort of go into it with a much more precise start point yeah. rather than just going into it blind and just tweaking this and that for a few hours and, uh, and, and just rinsing and repeating until you get the desired outcome yeah so that sounds promising yeah that that, that sounds very encouraging and hopefully br- makes a few more formations usable mm. at sort of the higher levels yeah and actually, yeah and actually talking of which we wanted to um, just run down the, the formations that are kind of new to the game because there's a couple of new ones which people may may or may or may not have seen um circulating but um just having a look on the beta we've got the five four one which is going to be really defensive there's going to be so many people parking their bus on yeah, that yeah, people gonna are going to flick so that annoying. Aren't they? yeah um and then uh, so that's in terms of the actual positions you've got like a right mid you always got five at the back but then you've got a right mid uh center mid center mid and left mid um and then a striker so then the next one is the four one three two which um f- just a Brief thought, yeah. sorry Ben to interrupt, but um, in terms of parking the bus and what have you, mm. I would imagine if it's if it's more difficult to find an out ball through the pressing, if you're able to press high in your opponent's final third, mm. I would imagine that parking the bus would suddenly become a much riskier... Yeah, thing. actually, that's, a good, that's, a, good that's a good point, point actually. Because yeah. finding the, the striker isn't like, you can't just bang it up to him and say, no. oh, you were able to do it before. And... One thing to note is that goalkeepers' throws are way worse, which has actually has made, like made a bit of a difference. Um, and with the kicks sort of staying at the same level, but if you're fi- if you're five four one and you're mm. marking the bus and you kick it with your goalkeeper, chance that it's going to go straight to the opposition's midfield. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that, yeah, that is a really good point, Steve. And could be good. Yeah, it could be quite interesting to see how that develops. And then the four one three two, the other formation I was talking about, which pro clubs anyone who's played it will kind of be aware of this formation because people do play it but you basically have a CDM well actually it's the same as the 4-1-2-1-2 so the one with the left mid and right mid but narrow and then you've got instead of a cam you've got a CM so it's like left mid centre mid right mid across the midfield CDM behind and then two strikers so that's quite interesting maybe what you were saying actually before it could be an yeah. option if you're playing that sort of um, one with the cam you could just switch it back if you want yeah to if someone's defensive. playing a four one two one two, either the wide or the narrow formation mm. if you get if you get a goal two goals up you can 
switch yeah, back yeah. to that in a slightly more defensive. And then again, it's quite handy having that extra, having the CDM to help out your defenders, like you were saying, Steve, so you can pass it around. It's mixed. Well, not passing around in the back, let's not condone that behaviour. <laughs> but I mean, just no, getting it, it gives you an outlet. Yeah, it just gives you yeah. an outlet. Yeah, yeah. So I'll leave the best two till last, and we'll cover one, which is just like, I'm not sure why they've bothered. The 4141, no, sorry, not 414, 4411, um, brackets two, it's called, and it's basically the 4411, but with a cam instead of a centre forward. So um, <laughs> not wow. not much to to enjoy there but the bigger one um, 4 2 four. Um, you got 4 at the back 2 centre mids and a right wing striker striker and left wing <laughs> so it's very attacking um, probably perfect for your I guess more attacking custom tactic could be quite fun in squad battles or something like that yeah actually you know you're to trying to like, like bang in a couple yeah yeah I think it's going to be quite interesting as well to find I mean we're tending to focus on on what we're going to do with the tactics you know like we could use this for this end or what have you mm. um it's also very important to remember that the opponent is also going to be doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think what we might find in the early stages of games is that there'll be a lot more feeling each other out, so to speak, mm. um, in a non-Love Island kind <laughs> of, sort of exploring each other in a in a totally different way, um, and just trying to sort of figure out, okay, how's what I'm doing matching up against what my opponent's doing? What's what's he trying to exploit? Um, and obviously, the sort of on the fly tactical changes that's where they'll come into play I wonder um, so. I wonder if they show up on screen you know if you switch from balance to attacking to defensive mm. obviously it didn't show last year but in this FIFA with the inbuilt formation changes and stuff I wonder if your opponent gets alerted to you making those changes yeah that's actually true I, then that could make like on like weekend league they might people pausing to check if you've yeah, made changes yeah. could get mm. really uh, it'll be interesting because you might have to just like notice it because it will be so quick to do. I mean, this be, is this yeah. is where the mini map, the mini yeah, map is yeah. your real friend here. That's that's where you can spot the the shapes. Yeah, on from like from like goal kicks and, and stuff, you can see it, can't you? Um, yeah. So yeah. Also, uh, <laughs> talking these formations, the final one, which I think if Steve, you're on Love Island and you're given the choice of all these formations, this would be the one you pair off with. I reckon <laughs> this is the one you couple uh, up with. Yeah. Is, is it? it right? Okay, I'll get snug with this. Sort of. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ready for it. So it's the three one four two. Which is quite nice. So okay. you've got like a three at the back, CDM in front, and then uh, four across the midfield. So that's like left mid, centre mid, centre mid, right mid, and then two strikers up top. Um, so it's quite. An- Do I have wing backs to, to keep me warm in defence? Uh, well, you've got left mid and right mid, I guess. So left mid, right yeah. mid. So you'd be looking at well, yeah, this year's Alexandro or somebody, I suppose. Yeah, somebody with some sort of defensive qualities. I yeah, guess. exactly. That, that'd that be a come from behind kind of formation I guess God this really is Love Island Again, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the, yeah. the all the, the sort of new formations in the game um, one thing which I've probably mentioned bored people with before but they haven't reduced the number of links in formations but I guess that doesn't matter so much because everyone's just going to use start with a formation which is really easy to get players into like the 4-4-2 or whatever and then they'll switch um, in game because it's so simple now to do that only thing to bear in mind though I think is that you've got your different squads obviously and your um, game plans as they're called are actually set across all your squads so your game plans are the same I think throughout every squad whether that'll change the actual game I don't know um, but that's just worth that, that could be quite laborious though couldn't it if you just want different players and you've got to put in different game plan every time time, but yeah that's a good point I'm kind of mixed feelings about well I haven't got mixed feelings about game plans I'm just thinking it's such an improvement and it's so much better than before 
I don't know we had complaints before when people were able to like adjust positions of players on the field and they'd go like really really defensive and that was problematic Um, so it just worries me slightly we might see something similar but on the other hand if the gameplay is as solid as we kind of feel it is at the moment like if, if if it doesn't if we don't find that you're able to break as easily as last year and it a lot of the like flaws in gameplay are resolved at least to some extent that will be less of an issue I guess um, so yeah it, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out when the game comes out and, and whether people are actually even bothering with this kind of stuff we know like many players just don't like aren't interested in this or, or they really should be because it's so important but yeah I think that's the, the, the last point there is particularly interesting Ben because I think that what I certainly hope to get from this is that players who aren't um, technically the greatest FIFA players may by developing a better understanding of the tactical side of the game they may be able to swing things slightly more in their favour mm. to kind of compensate for their lack of, of, of technical ability for want of a better way of putting it um, and I I agree with you entirely I think that people who are just good FIFA players and there are plenty of them out there um, I mean we talk about tactics and what have you but basically if you're a good enough FIFA player if you're one of the best FIFA players in the world up against somebody who's good to excellent mm. you should be able to beat them quite comfortably using any formation you like you should be able to dictate the game to them mm. um, you know still a game of 11 versus 11 when all said and done um, but I think hopefully um, by being able to understand and exploit the tactics a bit more it should hopefully help to, to close the uh, or to give the opportunity for players to, to close the skill yeah. in a, in a I, I think way. it's still been the case last year that if you were like tactically astute you, you could definitely do better than someone who wasn't you know you could comp- use that to compensate but i have no doubt that this year that's going to be like heightened basically i think also player choice will hopefully become a lot more important mm. so like depend how mm. you want to play you know you might want a cdm that's good for spreading the ball or for mm. covering runs or for do you mean for holding up play so it's not just going to be like oh i need a cdm or oh, bakioko costs nothing and is fast and strong we'll use him like hopefully I feel like with the passing seems to be a lot and the pressure situation you know someone mm-hmm. like Bakayoko may yeah. struggle a bit more you know if you press him hard exactly so hopefully and that would be again that adding that sort of fun element to it where you might mm. find a midfielder that no one else is, no one else uses but you're like oh well they've got great stamina and great passing and I just want to, him to run be, mm. be my connection between the defenders and the midfield and yeah yeah spread out some like kind of player yeah that's, I think that's really interesting what you said there, Ian, because that to me suggests that players like Tony Cruz might actually become. I would love it if you're looking at. He's the only, he's the only team at distribution and technical ability. You know, they're not going to make a bad first touch. No, exactly. They can get the pass out. Maybe, maybe they can come. He's the only it. team of the year I've ever packed, and I <laughs> tried to use them and couldn't. But even like, if you're right though, with the, these new flick touches and all that, and mm. I nearly scored a lovely goal with uh, De Bruyne earlier on doing a little flick over the defender, and someone like Cross hopefully would be able to do that sort of flick. Yeah, touch yeah, yeah. kind of making space with his touches that kind of thing which because yeah that was the other thing that we wanted to sort of mention about gameplay is they have I don't know it really reminds me of they I don't know it was like FIFA 08 or something they had like mastered the first touch was the big thing so when you flick the um, I guess what would be a heavy touch mm-hmm. kind of flick or like a knock on you can kind of do that in different directions as you receive the ball and you'll get like a slightly different contextual touch to move the ball to wherever you kind of want to go which just I guess it just looks like way more realistic because that's exactly what 
yeah. real footballers do. Like they, they receive the ball, their first touch is vital, and and they'll always almost. It's very rare you see a player just kind of gather the ball in. Like they're You'll always kind of looking to kind of put it in front of them somewhere, or you know that kind of thing. So that was really nice. It's something that I I, I often emphasise in coaching is that FIFA played properly is, is much like a game of chess. I know that hashtag Boris is a big chess player and mm. he's drawn the analogy before in, in places. I think that you've always got to be thinking at least one move ahead. Mm. Um, before the ball arrives at a player's feet, you've got to know where you're going. You've got to know where your next option is. Um, and stuff like that is going to be massively helpful, I think. And I guess leading on from that and talking about gameplay, the biggest thing this year, I think, which people will struggle with for a while, I reckon, <sighs> um, is, of course, the timed finish which uh, we talked a little about before so we'll talk about it um, in a bit more depth having done more time finishes now but Ian obviously today you picked it up and, and tried it and it is tough it's a tough learning curve well I mean for a bit of um, for a bit of context thanks to FIFA 16 I still horrifically overuse low driven mm. to this day <laughs> so with this time touch I've I was missing absolute sitters because I've still muscle memory hitting that double tap and yeah, that's the big thing isn't it yeah that's the big if anyone's like me and still uses low driven and like I finesse low driven more this year but like mm. I was missing her I also, you also again it's that thing we're talking about satisfaction of the past when you you'd hit like a nice finesse outside and get that timed finish mm. just right it feels really nice and also they do hit the shot cleanly that, yeah. that's the animation and the, the ball movement is clean and it it looks like an, a really well hit shot and I think it's kind of an interesting thing because one of the key things and certainly first of all anyone who didn't adopt like you were saying the low driven thing which I definitely did as well will be an advantage because normal shots like still work they're just yeah. not quite as good and if you're in a one-on-one situation where you have the keeper where you want him or you know pass across like you know your classic like sweated goal if you like um then you you just press shoot you, you might as well just press shoot to be honest at this stage because that's going to be like a higher percentage chance of it going in i reckon than if you double tapped but because in our minds we're thinking i want to do a load of driven here mm-hmm. that's when you like fuck it up because you do like a, a what is essentially a way too early double tap for, for the way the game works now um and you were actually saying <laughs> that you'd uh, you talked about this in in one of your comedy shows. Yeah, this joke about um, yeah. the way that like free kicks used to work. You remember you had kind of moving white uh, bar, white and bar, and you had from to get red it. to and it was yeah. green in the middle and reds on the sides, and you had yeah. to land it in the middle in the as middle, you could. Yeah. So that basically is. I feel like I've just like brushed over this joke. You're gonna to have to explain. Yeah, well, I was like doing new material basically to hit the sweet spot of a joke being funny and not unfunny or offensive. Yeah, you have yeah. To click so right one hand is like middle. wildly offensive. The yeah. other one's like what the hell are so you lame. talking? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got the sweet spot in the middle is your green bar. Yeah, trying yeah. to hit that, especially when you're telling a joke for the first time, is pretty difficult. And it's the same, and you have to do that. Every, well, not every joke. You don't have to do this. What's the what's the technical what the, t- uh, the technical time finish? You have to do time finish if you don't want to, but it's it's the, the options there all the time, and it sort of gives you, especially when it's like a scramble in the box. It gives well, obviously, hopefully you'll get better at it, but that sort of panic which I quite <laughs> like, like the, oh, what button am I pressing? Yeah, what's yeah. low driven again? Which I quite like, and and actually, the in the scramble for the in the box spamming shoot is not necessarily going to be the best thing to do in a way because obviously if you spam it you're going to get an, a way too early time on your yeah. finish and that's going to um, fuck the shot so and actually to expand the analogy a bit as well depending on the like audience and uh, the, their kind of demographic or maybe their interests or like what they find funny that the tolerance might be a bit larger than yeah, either yeah. side and that, that's kind of similar with the quality of player so if you have a very good player but you slightly 
mistime it then you get there's going to be more tolerance you're probably going to score anyway um and if the chance is good as well then you're also like much more likely to score it if you mess it up basically. i guess is that thing i heard you guys talk about in this podcast a few times as well as that idea of like that annoying thing when like i don't know why i'm laying into back yoku so bad this <laughs> podcast he's a he's a lovely man but um you, it will probably reduce the amount of times a player with no shooting screams it past you from outside the box yeah yeah exactly mm. because Hopefully. to hit that sweet spot is hard enough but if you do it with someone with like 50 or less finishing it's not mm-hmm. not going to happen definitely and and this is the whole thing of like risk versus reward which should be a key aspect of the game which it kind of increases it I guess um, if you risk it you know you go for the chocolate biscuit you um, go for the time finished and then you're successful then you get a big reward for the risk but if you do like a normal shot yeah, you know, it's, it might go in, but really, because you're not risking much, the reward you're not you're not as likely to to get it. And also, the reward of like an amazing shot is quite nice in itself. So it's, it's finding the balance between a digestive and a chocolate. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you've got to get your biscuits just right. I think as well, if you ever yeah. load a little bit of advice that we done today, is like if you do load into the game and you get one of the shooting training yeah, yeah. practices, just stay in it for a while and just yeah. have a mess around because I think. Well, not I think. I think it's pretty much fact that shooting's the biggest change in the game. Mm, yeah, I think like my advice to anybody picking up FIFA 19 would be to batter the hell out of the skill mm. games early on because that's that's what you need to be doing to learn the game. I think that's a really good point. And actually, another thing you could do if you're doing some squad battles early on, like switch it down to like a low difficulty setting so that you can just go in on the keeper constantly, basically. Yeah. Um, that would also work. If, if it's like the demo or whatever, you know, you don't necessarily have the opportunity to. I definitely you know. think the first months of the game, even like actual official release, I mm. think you're going to find yourself getting saved a few times with people skying in, yeah. like <laughs> sweating it across and then just <laughs> like skying it because they're just spamming yeah. circle or, you know, and there the are many times low ribbons now, I mean, it's L1, R1 on PlayStation. Yeah, it feels so quite weird, doesn't it? The amount of times people have accidentally chipped. Yeah, yeah, I did it a few times trying to... Because you can still do low-driven LB, RB. It doesn't feel quite as effective, but if you're like one-on-one with the keeper, I think it's still going to be quite a valid way of scoring. Um, but it does... Because the getting the button press right on the two shoulders, if you accidentally press the LB and the RB, or the L1 a bit more than the RB or whatever um, console you're on, um, it actually co- obviously causes you to chip, which completely messes up the shot and even if you think your low drip is normally across the body of the keeper mm. so if you're coming down say the right and you're trying to cut it across into bottom left mm. and you even hit finesse by mistake mm. the angles aren't really there for a finesse yeah either exactly. so chip and finesse that really screws you over if you're trying to do cross body Don't, yeah I, I think that is it is going to be interesting to see how the kind of shooting works because it feels like by far the biggest change of anything and is also probably the biggest change to gameplay in a in a while like well, I, since i think since low driven like since low driven became yeah. a thing yeah yeah it's it's pretty significant should be said that i think almost definitely a positive i'd say like it feels so much oh, better i think it's going to make hope different different plays crossing will hopefully mm. come back a bit more you know getting that getting that space it will just won't be sweating and do you know what I mean, I, I bore myself with the whole low-driven thing now and again, so I'm looking forward to mixing things up. I just, I just want to throw this out there. I mean, talking in terms of improvements, do we, do we really feel that shooting needed to be overhauled to this extent? I mean, that's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I wouldn't have said it was one of the key things, but having played the game, it just 
makes shooting feel like you're actually doing something like do you know what i mean like yeah. before as soon as you had a pl- less random yeah well yeah and also there are less like like you can mess up which is kind of fair enough because you should be able to mess up because you're playing the game and your input's meant to be important whereas i felt previously if you had a good ish striker they would like bury chances easily and it should be somewhat down to you yeah um, well it got to this stage wasn't it if you're in the right angle especially outside the box i felt like to me i you would know if a ball had gone in the minute it yeah, left yeah, your foot from certain yeah. angles so you, you knew you, the power gauge up the right amount whereas this there's still always that chance that someone cuts across and you try and cancel it and cut mm. inside and then you don't and then you, you press the power bar and, you know, there's a lot of places that can go ro- wrong last minute which I quite like and we felt like there was quite a lot more blocking so, as a result of the time finish because it does put a slight delay on shooting which it, I, I noticed that it's huge, well not hugely but like in your head massively mm. because it's like it's almost like when you do a low driven sometimes you're like come on waiting for the yeah, second yeah, yeah. press to this come. is even longer to wait right so yeah. I mean it doesn't it's, have, yeah. have you noticed finishing stats or what have you playing into the, the time to finish is it easier uh, yeah. to, to get I the time so, to finish yeah. off with a, with a player that's got the high finishing stats yeah yeah I think I think it did it felt like a lot more forgiving when the player had high finishing but also when the, the opportunity was maybe a slightly easier one I think it's time for a quick break and we'll be back in just a second a long first part of the podcast second is a little bit shorter um, but I'll very quickly then remind you that you can of course subscribe to search Foot Weekly in your podcast provider of choice if you're listening on Foothead the links are just below the embedded podcast see you in a second so welcome back after the break and um, one of the first, quick, quick things I had forgotten actually to mention is you can actually now see stat boosts from chemistry styles within oh, the game yeah, oh yeah chem styles stat boosts are yeah, in the game yeah they're like visible on the oh brilliant the, like, so if you go to a player's stats you know you can press across mm-hmm. their stats which they added last year you can now see like how much it's giving each stat and also we mentioned this before but chem styles are now replaced with like icons rather than text which is it's a nice little feature doesn't the card also show exactly yeah so when you do your like flick across to see you know when you can like show more information by flicking the analog stick across Mm -hmm. it shows the skill moves and weak foot of each player it also has in brackets like an l or an r which (laughs) so horace was saying he thought that that was footed like which footed they are yeah and then he went into game and like was like this is good what I'm not like I seem to be failing a lot and he was like oh it's actually the, it's, that's their weak foot in brackets their Beca- weak foot yeah <laughs> because <laughs> it says weak foot and then the star rating and then in brackets their weak foot right. oh of course which yeah. makes sense in a way but it does seem somewhat counterintuitive to have like every player with their weak foot listed on the thing so that's a, a sort of good vision improvement um, in terms of something else that's kind of a good quality of life improvement um we've got untradeable uh, yes or no as like a search option so you can just search for untradeable players you can also like sort your club and i think i'm guessing search via acquire date so like when they joined your club when you bought them when you packed them which makes building S- for spcs i guess a lot more easy because if you bought a load of players to use an spc i still think there's a, there. i suppose but i still think there's a lot of easier ways to sort it than by the date yeah you i think like you were saying rating would be a really yeah, ra- like, yeah, yeah just a rating i want i want a card between i mean 80 well 84 and 82 get all my 83s out yeah, I, yeah. I think there's a the acquire thing's still a nice touch but I mean, it's I, I can't unless you have nothing in your club and have to go into transfer market and buy ev- like all eleven players and mm. you can go and sort it by that day. I can't see that being as useful as say mm. I want you know 
a silver card rated yeah. whatever because also that's how SPCs work it's like you need a player of a certain rating mm. you should be able to search for a player of a certain rating like also the other thing to note they've changed the way that you deal with cards which people probably have seen screenshots online basically shows it's a little bit hard to explain um, but when you see it it will make sense but you have all your cards sort of in the middle I guess channel of player items and then you can shift them up or down so you can shift them up into the transfer list or down into the um, discard sort of bit and then when you action it like by confirming it it like sorts them out if you like it's kind of hard to explain but um, it makes things a lot easier in terms of dealing with items because you just flick them around between the sections and then confirm. The only thing is that it doesn't seem like there's a way, which they may add like further down the line, of putting a player straight into the, uh, your squad. So you can't... You know how currently you can yeah, press A, place an active squad. You can't do that in the moment, um, which is a real shame, especially as I was hoping um, they might introduce a thing whereby for SBCs, you can kind of set an SBC squad as your active squad. So when you buy a player off the market, you can put it directly into your SBC squad rather than having to go in and bring out the player. But they obviously haven't done that. And they also haven't... They've actually taken a step back in terms of adding players to your squad, which seems a bit odd. Whether it's something they hadn't worked out quite for the head of the beta is definitely possible. So we'll just have to wait and see like whether they actually remedy that. Because it is a bit of a shame because I think almost the like positives of having this quick way to sort out players... Like, I think that's actually almost worse not being able to add a player into the squad. Mm, yeah, 100%. Um, so hopefully they, they sort that out. I'm, I'm annoyed now. Because now I've played FIFA 19, I know that actually the next month, any time I play FIFA 18 is probably detrimental. Yeah. That's, with that, especially that's with that shooting thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm going to not play it now because I'm I just get back into the same bad habit. I just think the shooting thing, it's a fundamentally different game in that yeah. aspect now. In terms of your like muscle memory, it's it's totally different and that's mm. that's going to make it more difficult going back and actually the game does feel like significantly improved to the extent that I would feel like it's a definite step down going back to 18 right absolutely the one thing we've got to wait for is like we talked about off podcast with these flick touches and the different shootings um, mechanism mm. and stuff people are going to start finding out what's OP yeah, they're yeah. going to start abusing it and then that's when we'll find out especially switching tactics Te- I mean technically you could I mean, obviously they'll work their way around this but you in previous FIFA's like FIFA 18 if you could switch from ultra like a 5-4-1 into like a 4-1-2-1-2 with mm. a touch of a button in between that'd be infuriating I actually, so hopefully they've managed to get around that, that. I think it's going to be um, one of those things where as we play the game more, as we kind of find out the stars, like for example, crossing, you know, I'll be honest, like I don't cross, I never have, it just hasn't really been part of my game and, and Horace isn't a huge fan of crossing, crossing hasn't been part of the meta either, so none of us have really crossed that much in the beta, but I didn't find any issues when crossing happened, but like, I'll be honest, I've never been particularly good at executing crosses and headers, so we'll have to find out um, what happens. Do you you think that that's one of the things that I've always bumped into with people who are a bit averse to crossing and what have you, is that it's one of those things that just feels random? Yeah, yeah. Either the ball's going to find your player and you're going to get a chance, or you're not, and that's about it, you know? It'd be nice if there was a bit more control over that. The heading, the that's part of the time finishing as well. Mm, yeah, it? yeah, exactly. That That is also a time finish. So it's kind of interesting as well because obviously last year a double tap help. header was like a downward header and it seems that also time finishes sort of do a, do- a downward header because I guess that is often the most I effective. I think near, corner, near post corners are going to be mad as well with that time finishing because I, mm. I scored two near corners on the beta. Mm. 
So, like, if you're if that near corner, like, you no, know, sort of driven near corner, your big number nine at the front post. Yeah. If you hit like hit the, the time finish, yeah. that's going to be unstoppable, I reckon, at the start. Mm. Um, and Andy Carroll, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christmas Carroll. <laughs> that, yeah, that was I found I came up against that loads and weekend league. The Christmas Carroll, yeah, 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 randomly yeah. a few months ago. That was it. In terms of the like final thing to say on this, I think it's just how well, a rough idea because it's not necessarily going to be how it exactly as it is in the beta, but the way that divisions rivals um, feeds into weekend league. It's not really divisions. It's based around a skill rating and you're put into a rank depending on your skill rating. Um, and what's really interesting about this is it's basically, in a way, EA are being more open about how they're ranking you. So in foot champs, you'll also be ranked and have one of these ratings, I think. But in rivals, the rating is like there and obvious. So like, for example, we had a rating, a skill rating, or Horace's account <laughs> has a skill rating of about a thousand or so. So that... Um, when you play games goes up or down depending on whether you win or lose but it also so we lost one game against a guy and actually probably his rating was quite good because we didn't go down that much no, yeah, yeah. Um, and we also which I, you get uh, sort of after every game a championship kind of point score which you then put towards what you build up entry to foot champs the interesting thing about this is it seems slower to build up entry to foot champs but I think there's also this multiplier so if your ranking increases significantly then you'll be able to multi you, you get basically get more championship points per game um because you're i guess you're considered a better player and, and you shouldn't have to go for as many games to qualify but it also means that if you're a lesser less uh, competitive player you should be able to over a matter of you know it might take you a week or two but you should be able to grind up grind out enough points to enter the weekend league which is quite good i guess um yeah yeah you know it opens it up to more people Put champs rivals gameplay it seems like it's on dedicated servers, which big improvement. Also gives people an experience of dedicated server gameplay if you're not playing weekend league because I don't know about you, but like at times this year, divisions has been pretty unplayable because the quality of connection is so different. So that's going to be really big. I think having chatted to a few of the guys at EA, um, just sort of off the record comments, one thing I'd say is if you're using a Wi-Fi connection, if you're playing on dedicated servers and maybe you haven't played much foot champs last year it's so important that you don't use wi-fi and use wired connections if you can because the way that dedicated servers work if you're using wi-fi your response with the server is going to be slower and you're just going to be basically behind your opposition if they're playing on a wired connection it's like as simple as that so there's one thing i just think about you know in the next few weeks if you're hoping to do well slightly more competitively try and get a a long cable between you and your router if you're a bit further away from it because just make that much difference i think even if you do it for the weekend league. Exactly, yeah. Even if you do it just for for certain games, um, trade it across the floor for a bit. But yeah, in, in terms of my thoughts on Rivals itself, I think it's going to be really positive because the way that also in Foot Champs, you actually improve your uh, Rivals, like, I guess, point score. And that is really good because you also get prizes from Rivals, which are not like... Which are good. Like, they're not that much worse than the ones you get in Foot Champs. So that aspect of it means that foot champs overall will feel like more rewarding because if you're not so good you're at least improving your rival's score i guess i just think the nice thing about it is it's rewarding good players and people that play a lot yeah which is what what a game should reward like how many times especially in the first month last year when it's harder to qualify the amount of times i made the semi-final or final Mm. of a dkt Mm. 
You mean you be? I'd I'd probably got a win. I've probably got a win rate on the DKT of like I'd say about seventy five percent. Let's yeah, just say yeah. argument's sake. <laughs> I might be wrong, but and then but then sometimes that can mean you've got to do like five before you qualify. And mm-hmm. Sometimes you just breeze through first time. Yeah, yeah. So at least with this, yeah. On if you work on those averages, I'd qualify every week, mm. and I'd be playing at my own leisure. You know, whenever. Do you know what I mean when I wanted to, and hopefully they'll. It means they might bring back like a DKT or like a tournament thing to win cards and yeah. Because I I think that's still the big thing for me. The the thing the footage just shows you like mm. winning cards and having these fun things in the game. Hopefully EA realise that's another thing that keeps people interested. So they'll maybe bring back tournaments where you can. Look at Chris, Christmas Carol's a perfect example. <laughs> yeah. Well, was he an SVC based? Uh, yeah, he, he was, was like a, a um, one challenge. Challenge, wasn't or, it? Yeah, yeah. weekly objectives. Five headers yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people and, like that. People used him. Yeah, yeah. He looked cool, and actually, he wasn't. He wasn't a bad card. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Nepenthes might have used him, and then as a result, I came up against him a fair few times in mm. weekend league. Just something fun for you to play for, which yeah, is good. And, and it does make me wonder, like, if they're not doing like tournaments as such how are they going to distribute rewards in the same way I mean a lot of people complained about DKT rewards because for some people they're just totally unobtainable but I don't know like maybe they'll just change it and I like, put it into don't get me wrong I, I want that I think there also yeah. should be you know I mean that that era, I think it was was it who was it Davis this year was it you could win for the DKT yeah yeah, yeah 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 I, I like having that and people see that and know that yeah, always yeah. one DKT. Always one, yeah, yeah. I've got friends that will never get near that. Yeah, yeah. good because they've not wasted <laughs> yeah, eight hours of their their life every for like the first four weeks yeah, the game yeah. came out. No, you can't have it. Yeah, yeah. You mean I've? You mean I've not spoken to my parents in a month, so I deserve <laughs> Davis. Yeah, exactly. So I do. You, I think you want that as well, but also with the um, with the weekend league, yeah. you need to make it more fun. I think. So mm. that way, if you've got some that's not that good, but if they've played 20 hours that week, let them come in and, yeah, get, yeah. and get their ass handed to them every game. <laughs> yeah. They've earned it, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think that's a really, really key improvement that this has provided. And, you know, you're going to get those three reward options. You're going to be able to pick your rewards depending on um, like how you did. And, and those will, will kind of add another sort of element to the excitement of the, the mode. And I think just overall, there's a lot of positive changes to the game. Um, but again, we say that every year. The one thing I'd say is, if you're still playing FIFA 18, maybe just try like never doing low drivens and see like honestly just to practice because it's going to be so difficult for everyone. And like the demo will come out. Just I think the the key things to take away from this are just if you can if you get the opportunity, whether it's like doing it through FIFA 18 or doing it on the demo, um, those time finishes just going to be so important. It's like such a big change. I think that yeah, getting your head around the tactics, changing the tactics in game, and mm. shooting will until everyone's on board in the first couple of months if you've got that down mm. I can see you going from like gold three to gold one if you've got your head round that yeah, sort of thing yeah, before totally everyone else does yeah I totally think that's true and actually uh, Steve for tactician um, of course that's a key thing for you as well and I'm sure you're quite excited to impart your knowledge on the listeners um, through your social media etc yeah very much so I mean um, there's obviously going to be a period of pause while I get to grips with the game myself before I um start dishing out wisdom that sounds far too gentle it has been but... tried and tested but yeah um, I'm looking forward to, to getting to grips with the uh, with the different changes and figuring them out and also I'll be spending quite a lot of time uh, seeing what the pros do with mm. it talking to 
to to them to to they're normally the ones that are the best at finding the exploits and then complaining about them <laughs> six months later so um that's something i'll be doing i'd encourage people as well to check out twitch um to to see what the pros mm. are doing um and yeah i think there's going to be a lot for us to get our teeth into i think there's going to be a lot of adjustments that need to be made but as we've kind of said at different points throughout the podcast essentially it's fifa is still fifa so the um the basics will remain the same um but hopefully there's more to hopefully we'll feel more in control of the experience as ian was saying and we'll feel more that our good players being rewarded with with good outcomes uh, not just in terms of packs but also you know you, you you perform a great skill move and you beat the defender which hasn't always been the case i don't think in fifa 18 mm. and if people want to hear more well actually see more on twitter from the foot tactician people can follow you at chris sutton um and uh, of course yep at, at chris underscore sutton that's right yeah no, it's um, it's at Foot Tactician, F-U-T-T-A-C-T-I-C-A-N. And uh, I normally make jokes about Jamie, uh, Jamie aka Foot Economist, having too many followers, but uh, you've got like three times as many. I was kind of hoping, Ian, that he'd be on as well, um, so I that I could roast him for that, like not having as many as I'm, you. I'm beating him. I don't know yeah, if I am, actually. No, you're, you're beating, what, like, what, you're on like nearly 200,000? It's definitely over 100,000. It's over 100,000. Yeah, yeah. I think, Ian, what Ben's trying to say is that you should encourage all of your followers to yeah. follow. I've never done this on a podcast. I've, weekly I've never been on a podcast and been asked <laughs> to get everyone to follow the podcast. <laughs> yeah. But I do have a Twitch account that's well, exactly, still very much say, in its infancy. I know you're huge on Twitter, but you have um, started doing streams and you're doing them during uh, your Love Island stint. So um, yeah. where can people find that? It's iSports. So kind of like Scottish I. Yeah, I. A-Y-E Sports. iSports on Twitch. Yeah, and we've, we've got um, Twitter and Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah. And actually, for our listeners who are from the States, and you know, this is the sound of a Scottish accent. Quite yeah, if you didn't understand it, I apologise. Yeah, I was going to say, there's another guy as a member of iSports as well, but he's also Scottish. So basically, if you didn't understand me, he's worse, so don't bother following. But if you <laughs> did, um, give us a little follow. Maybe you want to pick up a few Scottish, Scottish terms. I, I was about to say, actually, that I think, Ian, that you've got a very sort of rich and textured voice. That's a way and of it. I actually think that you may have some kind of future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe voiceover work would this, work well for you. This is really... <laughs> my cup of tea guys and I'm going to do it for life <laughs> and in the meantime until the voice work kicks off yeah I'm going to continue trying yeah, yeah. to do Twitch and being abused by 13 year old boys nice yeah. if you want to get abused by actual adults you're always welcome here Ian so. mate I'd love to come back I've enjoyed it very much thank you for having right, me definitely do alright thank you very much Steve and uh, thank you very much Ian it's been great having you both see you next time listeners well done everyone yay We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance. 
so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com slash wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. Sports Social Podcast Network.